right. So as we go through the Good Samaritan today, as we go through the story, we're going to see that God, Jesus, is telling a story and he's revealing something. So Jesus is going to be talking to us in a story today about a guy called the Good Samaritan. And he's going to tell us something about God and how he loves us. And so we want to listen to the story. And while I tell the story, it's going to be a little bit interactive, meaning I'm going to ask some questions. And if you guys have an answer, I'll, I'll let you guys answer the questions. And while I'm telling the story, there's crayons on the table and there's the coloring page and there's a spot the difference page. Those you guys can color and you can think about the story because that's what the pictures are. And so as we go through the story, you can color on those pages. The paper bag is for an activity at the end of the story. And so is your uh, envelope and, and uh, your card. So everybody gets an activity today. Yay. Welcome to Children's Church. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we are in what is called the Gospel of Luke. Luke wrote, a, wrote down about the life of Jesus and in chapter 10 of his, of his gospel, of the book he wrote, he has this story of Jesus teaching about this good Samaritan. So let's look together at Luke chapter 10 and it's verse 25 through um, 32, 36, 37, 37. And I'm going to paraphrase it so you guys have it you guys will see the actual story on the screen as it's written in the scriptures, okay? So Jesus was teaching one day and he was teaching about the kingdom of God. He was telling people about God and about Jesus and about what he was gonna be doing and what his mission was. And there was a real religious man and he stood up and he wanted to test Jesus. And so this word test this word test means to trick. So do you think this guy was being kind to Jesus? Do you think he was being kind to Jesus? No, he's, he's actually trying to trick Jesus. So Jesus is teaching and this man stands up and he's like, I have a question. And his question is to try to make Jesus say something that makes everybody upset or to trip him up or to trick him. And so, yeah, he's not being kind as we just said. Well, verse 26, the verse tells us that the man asked Jesus a question and his question was this, if I want to go to heaven and live forever, have a life that lasts forever, what do I have to do? And so he asked Jesus what he was supposed to do. Now, Jesus could have just answered him, but he doesn't do that. Jesus, after getting asked this question, he asked the man a question back. He says to this really religious guy who, who's asking questions, he says to him, he says, <laughs> we got a lot of crayons going on over there. It's okay though. Yeah. He says to this guy, what does the scripture say to you? What, how do you understand it? And so the man starts to talk to Jesus about what he thinks he has to do to have eternal life and to be in heaven and live with God. And he says, well, we should love God with, with all of our heart. Does that sound good, guys, that we love God with all of our heart? Yeah. And then he says, we should love God with all of our soul. That sounds pretty good, heart and soul. And then he says, 
We should love God with all of our strength, with all of our energy, with all of our might. Yeah, share the crayons. There you go. So we should love God with all of our heart, our soul, our strength. And then he says, and with all of our mind. Hey, do you guys like to, to, to play games? Do you guys like games? What's your favorite game? What's one of your favorite games? Um, What's a favorite Candy game? Candyland. Candy do you play Candyland with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? You're like, spin the, well, that doesn't have a spinner. It has cards, right? You count and you're doing the whole thing. What do you guys like to play? Tic-tac-toe. That's a mind game, right? There's a lot, you gotta, yeah, I'm not playing you later. I'm not good at that game. But you have to think with all of your mind. What do you like to play? War, like with cards? Where you're flipping the cards. That can get a little exciting. One more. Ten frame. So that's where we put cards down against another card game. And you're just trying to do that. Well, we like to play games, right? And as we get older, we like more and more games. And we like different things. We have different activities. And some of those activities and some of those games, we get really into it. So like when mom and dad later will turn on like the World Series, if they're watching that or they turn on football, you're gonna see mom and dad start loving something with all their heart, mind, soul, body, and strength as their favorite team is or is not doing what they should do. And so you will see that in life, we love things and we enjoy things and we're passionate about things. Well, this man said, we should love God like that with everything. So Jesus says to this man, he said, hey, you answered right. You should go and do that. Go love God that way with all, your, with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Well, the man, he wanted to know that he was loving the right people because he also said, not only do I love God, but I should love my neighbor too. And Jesus said, yeah, you should love your neighbor the same way. And then the man's thinking, hmm, well, do I have to love every, like, do I have to love the people that are bad people? Do we love the bad people that are out there that are doing the wrong things? Do I love the people that don't look like me and live in a different place? Do I love like those that are kind of, that make me uncomfortable and nervous? Maybe they're a little strange. Do I love everybody? Do I have to love everybody? And so he wants to know that he's loving the right people. Because in his mind, there's right people you love and there's other people you don't have to love. What do you guys think? Do we love everybody? Who's a neighbor? Let me ask that question. What does it mean to be a neighbor? Who's a neighbor? Hey. Somebody who lives next door to you. That is a neighbor. Yes. Someone who lives on the street or the house next to you, that's our neighbor. So yeah, we kind of think of our, where we live and the people right next to us as our neighbor. Well, let's listen here to, to what Jesus says to this man. He says, who is my neighbor? He asks that question. Who is my neighbor? So what is a neighbor and who do you think a neighbor is? These are two questions that we have to think about. What do you think? When you hear this and he says, who is my neighbor? Think about the conflicts in, in the world today. 
think about all the stuff you're hearing on the news and the media, mom and dad. And then ask the question, who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Well, let's listen to what Jesus says. Verse 30, he says this. He starts to tell this story. He starts to tell a parable to him. He tells him a story. He says, there's all these people, they're listening. And he says, this man decided to go on a journey, to go on a trip. And he left the safety of the city of Jerusalem, which is a big city there where he lived. And he went on the road to a city called Jericho. Now here's a picture, guys, look up at the screen. You'll see a picture. That's the road. That's an old road from Jerusalem to Jericho. And it's kind of hilly and there's not much room there. And this one's paved. Back when Jesus was telling us, they weren't paved roads but you can see like, this is what the road would kind of look like. The man would be walking, a lot of rocks and a lot of places for robbers to hide. There's a lot of places there where someone could hide and attack somebody and rob them. And that's exactly what happens in this story. So Jesus says, while this man is on the road walking, some robbers surprised him and they beat him up. That doesn't sound good, does it? Like they jump out. Can you imagine? Go back to our picture. Some person's back there hiding around the turn, around that big rock. And then as you get up there, they jump out. Ah! And they surprise you. And then they, they beat the man up. And they take his stuff. And they take the, the clothing that he has that they like. So, I mean, we think about today that maybe they, maybe he had some Air Jordans and they took his Air Jordans and they took his backpack and they took his coat because it was nice. They just took everything from this man that he had and they beat him up and then they just left him there and they went away. They ran away. So the robbers did this. Well, Jesus said, a man came by who was a priest. Here's a picture of a priest. <laughs> I took that from the Jesus uh, movie. All right. So there's this man who teaches the law. You can go back to the scripture. <laughs> uh, but there's a man who teaches the law. He teaches the people what God says in his word. He's the priest. They come to the temple. He's the one who, who does all of the activity to lead the people in worshiping God. And he teaches them what God would say in the scriptures. And so this religious man, this priest sees the man on the road. And what do you think he does? What do you think he does? You think he helps him? What do you guys think he does? The, the priest? Well, you would think he helps him. You know what he does? Jesus says in the story, he sees the man and he goes across the street and he goes on his way. He doesn't help him. So he sees this guy and he doesn't help him. Why do you think he wouldn't help? And he, why would he not help? What do you think? He didn't want to, yeah, this guy's all beat up. He's a mess. He's like, I don't want to get involved with that. I don't want to get messy myself. I don't want why else might he not want to help somebody who's laying there all beat up? What do you think? Yeah, that guy's bloody. He doesn't want to touch him. He, maybe he's afraid. He sees somebody who's really hurt and he's like, I don't want to get involved. Why do you think he doesn't want to do it? He doesn't take the initiative. He's like, you know what? Someone else will do it. We do that as adults. Don't we? We're like, someone else will come along and take care of this mess. Right? 
And so this man doesn't help him. He goes across the street and he goes on his way. Well, then Jesus says, another man comes along who's a very religious man. Here's a picture of a very religious man today. See, he's reading his Bible. He's got on the right attire. He's got his tassels on his on his belt and all this stuff. He does everything. He goes to church. He reads the Bible. He does the prayers. He does everything he's supposed to do. And he would hear the, the, the priest tell the stories or give the sermons. And he's like, I love getting that podcast from the guy. And I like to listen to him on my radio. And I have all this knowledge about what God says. And I, this is my favorite Bible teacher. And this, this is a very religious man. What do you think he does? So the first guy didn't help, but what do you think this guy does? Do you think he helps? Do you think this guy who's a real religious, who goes to church and that, do you think he's going to help the person? Yes. No. Yes. No. What do you think over here? Yes. What do you think? Yes. You think yes too. Do you think yes too? Yeah, we have three yeses. We're mixed at this table. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't help either. He sees the man. He does the same thing. He goes to the other side and he goes down the road. He doesn't want to be involved. Why do you think the religious man doesn't help? The priest didn't help. And now this man doesn't help. Why? Why? Maybe he thinks he's pretending and it's a trap, right? We're on a road with robbers. I think this guy might be, well, he's pretty beat up. I don't think he's pretending, but he doesn't want to get involved. Maybe the robbers are still hiding. He's afraid. He sees that person. That's not the same. That's the Samaritan in your picture. Yeah. So the picture you're coloring is the next guy who's going to come and help. Maybe that's what's throwing you off. You guys are seeing the picture that you're coloring. and You're like, it's got to be this guy. It's got to be this guy. Right? Well, why did he pass by the man? We, we don't know why these two men passed by, but we do know that they did not want to engage. They didn't want to be involved. Why do we pass by? I mean, why do we pass by people? There's all kinds of reasons, right? And I think a lot of times we just see our circumstance and we see what's happening and we're just like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be in, I don't know, this is too messy or I'm afraid of this. I, this makes me really uncomfortable. I don't want to be involved. And so we know the right things. The first two men, they know the right things. They know what they should do. And they take the path of least resistance. They don't get involved and they go away. All right, well, there's one more guy. Do you, you need to go potty? Mom, dad, there you go. Back to mama. There you go. Thank you for telling us. So we have, we have our third guy. Jesus says, and he continues, then a man who was not from around there, a Samaritan man, a Samaritan. He, he's not from this land. He doesn't live where they live. He looks different. Samaritans aren't liked by, by the Jews. So these people who are on the road, they normally don't mix around with Samaritans. They don't like them because they're different people. They live in a different place and they look different. They act different. They talk different. And so this man, Jesus says, this man is on a trip and he sees the man who was hurt. And listen, listen what it says. It says, he felt very sad for him. He saw the man beat up and bleeding and laying there and he felt really sad for him. And it said that he had compassion or or he felt that he wanted to help. 
He's like, I have to do something. This person needs help. That's compassion. He says, I want to help him. So what do you think he did? Okay. He helped him. Yeah, this man comes over. He sees him lying on the ground. And he comes over and he cleans him up. He puts medicine on his cuts, at least what he has. Maybe he had some Band-Aids and stuff, right? Because it says it bandages him up. He, he puts medicine on his cuts and his bruises. And he binds up the guy's hurts. And then he picks up the man and he puts him on his animal that he has. Now, he probably had like a donkey. I don't know if you have his animal in the picture. Yeah, you have a donkey in the picture. He could have had a camel too. We don't know. It just says a beast of burden in the, in the original Bible language. So he has an animal that has all of his stuff and he puts the man on the animal and then he goes to an inn nearby. Who knows what an inn is? That's an old word, an inn. What's an inn? A place you can stay. Yeah, they have rooms and they have, you can get food and you can stay overnight there. Well, he goes to this place. You know, we kind of think of like maybe a hotel or something with a restaurant attached, right? So this Samaritan guy picks this man up, takes him to the inn. Yeah. We got a whole story. We got a... Yeah, and then he, okay. He got down there and he helped him. And he got a checkup. Yes, he went there and then he got a checkup. That's exactly it. So he goes to the end and he says, let's take care of this man. And he stays with him all night. He gets, a, he gets a room for this man and he gets a checkup. He's like, let's make sure that this guy's cared for. Let's get him all that he needs. Let's make sure his wounds aren't so serious that he's not going to make it. And he stays with this man all night. And then in the next morning, do you think he just leaves him? took care of the man. We're good. Do you think he just leaves? No. No, he doesn't. No, this, this good Samaritan, he goes to the innkeeper and he says, here's some money. I have to go do some work, but here's some money. You take care of him while I'm gone. And if this isn't enough, I'm going to come back and I'll pay for that too. He said, but I'm going to come back and check on him. So he takes care of the man. He makes sure that someone takes care of the man while he can't be there. And he does all that he can to care for this person while he is there. So Jesus then asked the religious man, remember our religious man at the beginning of the story? What do I have to do? And who is my neighbor trying to trick Jesus? So then Jesus says at the end to this man, he said, who was the neighbor in my story? Who was the good neighbor in his story? Who do you think? Who do you think was the good neighbor in the story? Anybody over here? Yeah. Person that helped. Yeah. And, and so the, the religious man, he thinks about Jesus' story. He doesn't want to say Samaritan because he doesn't like Samaritans. He's not like us. He's one of those people. So he says it this way. He says, it's the man who showed mercy. The man who showed mercy, I guess. That's, that's the neighbor. So what did the man do differently than the other two? Than the other two? What, did our, what did our good neighbor do that was different? He helped him. That he wasn't hurt. What did he do differently over here? 
Then the other two, the good neighbor, what did he do? Uh, he took care of him. He stayed with him and asked someone to take care of him. Over here, we said that we, we, he looked after him and made sure he didn't, he wasn't hurt. And, and so they cared for him, right? He cared for him where the other two did not get involved at all. So Jesus said to him, after the religious man said, that's the neighbor, the guy who showed mercy, who loved that person, who did all that he was supposed to do. I guess he's the good neighbor. So Jesus said, you go and be a good neighbor too then. You go and do all of the same things. You go and care for people and love people. So the religious man is hearing who a neighbor is. So what does the story tell us about God and his love for people? What do you think? What do you think is tells us about God and his love for people? What do you think? I don't. Well, okay. So what does the Bible tell us about God's love? The story in the Bible. What's the good Samaritan? What's the good neighbor tell us about God's love? Can you put it together? This is where parables got tricky for others who are listening because they, they wouldn't hear the deeper meanings, right? So over here, what do you think this story tells us about God and how he loves people? Okay, the man who helped was maybe trusting God, but we see his action, right? He loved that man, right? And it didn't matter who the man was. He helped him. He loved him. He had mercy for him, right? So Jesus is teaching that the one who is to come, the Messiah, who is Jesus, he says, I've come to show great mercy to all people, to love everyone. This story illustrates in a, in a really easy, simple way, Jesus is our good Samaritan. He is the one who loves us. He's the one who cares for us. He's the one who will stay with us. He's the one who shows great mercy and kindness to us. Jesus does this for us. So Jesus is using this story to talk about the value of the kingdom of heaven, that God loves humanity. He loves all people. And that Jesus is like this in the way he shows his love. So how do we do with our coloring? Do we do quite a bit? Yeah. Well, you guys ready for a craft? Yeah. All right. So take your papers, take your papers if you're done coloring them and put them under your chair because we need to get to our paper bag. And adults, you're going to pull out your card and you may need a pen or you can come get a crayon. <laughs> uh, there is a bunch of pens in the back too, if you need a pen. Here's what we're going to do. On your bag, this bag is to show someone that Jesus loves them and that you love them and that you care about them. So this bag is not for you. Listen, because this is important. You're decorating this bag to give it to someone. And so we have stickers and we have all kinds of crayons you can color with it and you can uh, decorate the bag however you want. So what, I'm gonna, what I want you to do is think of who you want to give the bag to and how would you want to decorate that bag and then decorate this bag. And later, when you go home, mom and dad, what we were wanting to do 
is to put things in this bag that would bless that person, okay? And then we want to give that bag to our friend or to our neighbor, whoever you think would need it. It could be a teacher. It could be a neighbor. It could be a friend at school. It could be anybody. But you're wanting to think, who am I going to give my bag to? And then mom and dad will help you fill it with some special things that you can give to them and to encourage them. Mom and dad, your card is somebody that needs encouragement. Somebody that you think God would have you give them a note of God loves you. I'm thinking about you. I love you. I want to just give you some kind of encouragement and for you is to write whatever you feel God would have you do. You can, and you can draw on the inside of your card. I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> if you want to draw someone a picture too, as our kids are drawing. But that card is for you to think of who does God want me to show love to, care to. It can be a note of service. Hey, I know you're going through a hard time. I want to help you. My family wants to help you. Hey, here, whatever, whatever you feel prompted to do. But the question is, who would God have you bless? Who is, who is the neighbor that you need to see, that you need to bless? And so take a minute and fill out your card. Maybe you'll have to think about it a little later today, but if you got it right now, go ahead and start filling out your card. Our kids are sticking stickers on everything, and we're getting our bags decorated. And so our, our over arching lesson today is that God loves you and me just as this man cared for the one who was hurt on the side of the road. Do you guys need help? You got it? You need help with your sticker? Nope. Nope. We got it. They're, they're sticker experts up here. They got it. But God loves you and me through Christ. It was as if because of sin, we were that man who was beaten and stripped and bloodied and laying there helpless, needing the mercy of another. And it's Christ who comes along and shows us mercy, who shows us care, who calls us to himself, who takes us to his home when we come to him, who gives us all that we need. And so this parable shows us the care that Father God has for all people by sending his son. So we want to mirror that. As we think of others, as we help others, as we give away these bags, as we send this note, as we reach out, as we help those who are afflicted, we are acting like Christ. We are the hands and feet of Jesus in that moment. So we are to see that God has great love. How are we doing on our bags? Great, good. Well, I have fantastic. I love it. That looks really great. I love it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I am going, you guys can keep working on your bags. If you have kids that wanted to do a bag, if you want to do a bag, uh, I have a lot of extra stuff. If you guys have guys that want to do the coloring pages, that's all up here too. You got yours done? All right, let's sit back over. That's really pretty. You did a great job. Oh, you need some hearts too. Yeah, we'll go over there and you can put some hearts on. Yeah, you got it? Yes. What we're going to do, what we're going to do, guys, everybody at the tables, eyes on me, really quick. 
I'm going to let you keep coloring your bags and keep doing your bags and stuff. If you're done, you can sit with your mom and dad again. But I'm going to have the worship team come on up and I'm going to pray. And then we are going to end our service, uh, this worshiping God who loves us and cares for us. And at the end of our worship time, uh, I will pray and I'll bless the potluck and we'll have a time of fellowship and caring for one another. Maybe those needs uh, that God wants us to see are right here in the room today. So as we fellowship, ask each other, how's it going? How can I pray for you? How can I help you? How can I serve you? And let's, let's put into practice what Jesus taught and not be like the Pharisee or the lawyer or the religious Levite who just hears the word, but then does not act on it. Okay, I'm going to pray. You guys ready? You want to pray with me? All right, let's pray. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads at the table for a second. All right, let's pray. All right, pull up. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this story that Jesus told because it points us to the truth that you love us and that you want us to be with you and that you care for us more than anybody cares for us. And so we're so thankful for you, Jesus, and we love you. And as we sing, we pray that you will help us to, to finish our projects and our letters and our bags and just continue to help us to pray for the person that we picked and that we can share the love of Jesus with them. So help us put into practice what we heard about today. And thank you for our time this morning and all the activity and all the fun that we had. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to stand and sing, you may. If you're still writing, feel free to sit and write, but let's worship together. Thank you for listening. The Bridge Bible Church stands to exalt the name of Jesus. We seek to be a community that gives glory to Christ above all things and welcomes all people to join us in worshiping him. If you don't have a church home, consider visiting ours. We are ordinary people who want to live life with authentic faith. For more information on how to get connected, deepen your faith, and experience what God has for you, please visit our website at thebridgewire.com.